John chapter number 1. I'm just kidding. John chapter 1, verse number 35. Stumbled Brother Crabtree, I had this on my heart this morning. I was talking to him, Miss Hazel, about it in the office. The Bible says, verse 35 of John 1, <clears throat> And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. When Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus go forth into Galilee and find a Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. I want to preach this morning about a fellow that you find here in the passage that I read. And the fellow's name is Andrew. And I want to preach today on the subject of the Andrew ministry. The Andrew ministry. I want to thank our youth pastor for preaching Wednesday night and I understand he continually tried to get us burdened about bringing folks to church and winning people to Christ. And I want to say this, if we are to see a church grow and to see it do what it needs to do, it needs to be a place that people come to to hear the gospel. Well, friend, I got news for you. The world can't change anybody, but I'm glad the gospel can. Amen. Let's bow together and pray. Father, thank you this morning for what our hearts have already felt. Lord, the choir did an awesome job this morning. Lord, I sure appreciate Sister Christian, the girl, singing the day. And Lord, I'm glad I've been redeemed, bought with a price. Lord, I don't know if Jesus got everything he wanted, but I sure did get a whole lot when he got me. And I. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this message today. God, may we see people different than we've ever seen them. And Lord, may we get a burden in our heart to bring people to Christ. But we ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people said, you can be seated. I want you to stay with me and listen to me this morning. I think you need to get the message in your heart today. But as we sit here today and we think about this message, I want you to think with me today just a little bit, if you would, about this fellow by the name of Andrew. There's one thing about Andrew. Brother Russell, Andrew was always bringing something to Jesus. Andrew in his life was always bringing something to Jesus. If you'll study his life, and I challenge you to do it, you'll find out that Andrew always, always had something, was bringing something to the Lord Jesus Christ.
I begin to think about this church and I think about what the bus ministry is. It's bringing someone to Christ. The youth ministry, bringing someone to Christ. Uh, Whatever ministry we have, our main focus, our main heart, our main desire ought to be bringing people to Christ. And I begin to think about Andrew in the Bible. And there's not a lot said about him, but there is certainly more said about his brother than him. But yes, Andrew did something that all of us could learn in the Word of God. And that is, we could bring some things to the Lord. I call this the Andrew ministry. I think, Brother Crabtree, the more I thought about this morning, we may even develop a ministry here at Calvary called the Andrew Ministry. Uh, we may develop something like that where we literally understand why we do what we do and what we do it for. There are so many churches today that I believe have lost their vision uh, for what we're doing and why we're doing it. Friend, we're not here to entertain. We're not here to grow a social club. We're not here... Uh, Uh, for suppers and yard sales and car washes, but the church is to win people to Christ. It's to get them saved by the grace of God. That's what God put. Listen, there are so many churches, yea, even in the Statesville area, I'm sure, so many churches in Iredale County that are the same people doing the same thing year after year after year. You say, preacher, why is that? Because there's no Andrew ministry, there's no burden, there's no reaching out. It's like we go to church, put in our 45, 50 minutes or an hour, and we go home, and we'll see you the next time, and we take off church until we get back, and we put it back on. But friend, when we walk out of those doors, we are entering the greatest mission field that anybody could ever be in, and that's our own neighborhoods, that's our own places, and we need to realize without a doubt that we are the Andrew ministry. This week when I was preaching in South Carolina, thank you for praying for that meeting. Tremendous, tremendous meeting this week. When I was preaching in South Carolina, I told my wife, I have to be careful everywhere I go because you never know who you might run into. But uh, one place, I was up in Morganton, and I got out of my vehicle. When I got out of my vehicle in Morganton, a fellow went by and said, Preacher Hazel, how in the world are you doing? I turned around, he's driving by. And it's someone that met me through somewhere in the ministry. But then when I walked into a place, and it's not called, what is that big hunting place they have down at the, down at, what's in big, no, not that one. What's the other one down there in the mall that's down at um, Bass Pro Shop? I walked into places like that uh, in, in the uh, Asheville area, close to where I was staying, where I was preaching, and I walked in. And you know, if anybody knows me in those places, they have to know me from somewhere else. Because I'm not a hunter, fishing, none of that. I just don't do that. It's not that I don't think, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not me. But anyway, I walked in there. And when I walked in there, a fellow come walking over there and said, uh, Preacher, how the are you doing? I thought, Lord, have mercy. Now, and I thought, I'm going to get a, I'm, I'm gonna go out west. Maybe I can go out west, you know, and that way I can run around and nobody say, Hey, Preacher, how you doing? But anyway, the reason I'm saying that is this. We're all the Andrew ministry. Everybody watches us everywhere we're at. Everybody knows. Listen, you can run across people that know you you're a Christian, know you go to church, know where you're from, or whatever else it is. And I think you need to understand that we all are the Andrew ministry. Amen. 
Now I want to show you three things this morning. And I trust that the Lord will help us that Andrew brought to Jesus. There are three things in the Bible that Andrew brought to Jesus. And I want to say the very first one that I'm going to mention is one that every single one of us ought to get a strong burden and a strong desire for. I want you to see first of all, watch this, Andrew brought a relative. Look in your Bible, John chapter 1 verse 40. The Bible says one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first, watch this, findeth his own brother Simon. And he saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which has been interpreted the Christ. What is the Andrew ministry? The Andrew ministry is when you get burdened and you get broken over getting your relatives to Christ, getting people in your family that you love that are part of your bloodline and they need the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, I'm telling you, it may not be a big deal to you right now. It may not be a big deal to you tomorrow, but one day when they leave this world, one day when they die, one day when God takes them home, you would have wished you would have shared with them the gospel of Jesus Christ and got them to the Lord. Andrew was bringing a relative. I want to ask you a question. How many of you in this auditorium, how many of you in this auditorium have someone in your family that doesn't know Christ? How many of us in this auditorium have someone in our family that if they were to die today would die without God, would die without the Lord, they do not know Christ as Savior? How many of us in this building right now have someone that's related to us that doesn't know the Lord? Then I'll ask you another question. How many of those that just thought in your heart, yes, have ever Talk to them about Christ. Say, preacher, family's hard to talk to. I agree 100%. Probably of anybody you'll ever witness to, of anybody you'll ever deal with, of anybody that you'll ever have in con- come in contact with, I agree 100% that one of the hardest people you will ever talk to about Christ will be someone's relative. Why? Because they know a lot about you. They know the scoundrel you used to be or the scoundrel you still are. They know you're good and you're bad. They know a lot. But can I tell you, friend, that should never stop you from telling them about Christ, sharing the gospel with them. I think about one young man that goes to our church and he's in college and, and I appreciate him. Brother Brandon works on our buses when he's here. He's a full-time college student, going to be graduating. I, I, God's using him to preach and got a sweet little woman I think he'll marry and, and I appreciate all that. But I think about it, he started coming here. Man, he took more flack. He dealt more with his family. Why? Because when he got saved, he got a hold of this Andrew ministry and one of the first things he wanted to do he wanted to run home and tell his family what Jesus had done for him and I'll say this today if we're to have Andrew ministry in our life we need to tell our relatives about Christ the first thing Andrew did when he realized it was Jesus 
is he wouldn't have told his family. Now, friend, let me tell you this. That may not mean much to you this morning. They may be all healthy. They may not have been in an accident. They may not have been, but I'm telling you, there will come a day that you'll regret if you don't tell them about Christ. There will come a day. There will come a day that you'll regret that. Could you imagine, and Miss Pam, I'll use this as reference, but you know when you asked me to come over and, and I came over and talked to your brother about the Lord and he was lost and Brother Darrell and I got a chance to witness him. Do you remember that when we did, you got a burden about his soul, but you had no idea. You had no idea that he didn't have long to live. He had no idea. And I know after he got saved, he got to live a while. But listen, God took him pretty young and God took him home. And can I, could you imagine Miss Pam had a sit here today and think, man, my brother's in hell. He died without God. He died without Christ but she doesn't have to think that today because she got a burden for him. Said, preacher, would you come talk to him about the Lord? And right there in that living room of that couch, he gave his life to Christ, not because I'm a good preacher, not because I'm a soul winner, but because somebody got a burden about his soul. And I want to say this to you today, friend. If you can't get a burden about your relatives, what are you going to get a burden about? Amen. So I want you to understand today, the Andrew ministry says, Andrew brought a relative to Christ. You know, I could give an invitation right now. and Some of you ought to run. Some of you to run to an altar. Because you got people in your family. I'm not talking about casual acquaintance. I, I'm not talking about somebody. I'm talking about people you love, but you know they don't know Christ. You know they don't. You're not being judgmental. They might even make it evident to you they don't know the Lord. We ought to get a burden for them. Andrew was convinced who Jesus was and he was concerned about who they were lost without God. How many of you convinced who Jesus is say amen? amen. Now I want to ask you a question. How many of us are concerned about people that need the Lord? Andrew brought a relative, number two. Take your Bible if you would, John chapter number six. John chapter number six. Let's turn over a little bit to the right. Here we're going to find Andrew again. I'm talking about the Andrew ministry. John chapter number 6, verse number 1. The Bible said, After these things, Jesus went over to see Galilee, which is the sea of Tiberias. Great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them with disease. And Jesus went to a mountain, and there he said to his disciples, The Passover, a feast of the Jews was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, saw a great company come unto them, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread these may eat? And he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he'd do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, guess who? Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, watch this, there is a lad here. Look up at me. You know what the lad had, right? The barley loaves and the fishes. You know what the lad had. You say, preacher, what does that have to do with the Andrew ministry? Watch. Number one, Andrew brought a relative. Number two, Andrew brought a resource. Andrew brought something that Jesus could use. 
Andrew brought something that Jesus could use. Uh, can you sing? Jesus can use that. Can you do plumbing, carpentry, electrical work? Someone in a mission field, Jesus could use that. Uh, can you bake? The preacher in Jesus could use that. Can you cook? Jesus could use that. Can you organize? Can you do something? Can you watch children? Can you teach? Can you drive? Uh, can you talk and share the gospel? Listen, there's something that all of us can do and the Andrew ministry says uh, that we need to bring our resources to the Lord. Amen. Let me say this to you today. Andrew brought a resource. You say, well, he didn't bring a whole lot, preacher. All he brought was that little boy. And all he brought, that little boy, all that little boy had was five barley loaves, right? Is that right? I get to fish and load me sometimes. I'm right. Five barley loaves, two some fishes. That's all he brought. What is that among so many? I got news for you. Anytime you put something in the hand of God, anytime you put something in the hand of God, that does make a difference. Anytime you give the Lord little as much when God is in it, labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. I want you to know, you may think my resource is not that big a deal. Friend, whatever you give to God is a big deal because you're giving it to Him and He can take it and do something with it. Amen. Let me just say this. I want you to understand today that the Andrew ministry, first of all, involves bringing a relative. But it also involves bringing a resource. Listen, I'm amazed how many people have a talent God could use or ability God could use and how we never use it. We never use it for the Lord. We never use it for God. Andrew wasn't like that. Did you know in the average church, 10% of the people are doing 90% of the work? Did you know in the average church, most people, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to be working, everybody needs to be involved, though I think everybody ought to be involved in somehow, uh, in some way, but I want to say this today, I understand it, but, but we have hobo Christianity. You know what a hobo does, right? Jumps on a, jumps on a train but don't, don't buy a ticket. There's a whole lot of people, they want to ride the train, but they don't want to buy a ticket. Say, so, preacher, what do you mean by that? Nobody wants to do their part. People want a good church. People want full, full, full seats or pews. We want full choir laws. We, we, want, we, want, we want great youth programs, but we're not using the resources that God's given us to do anything for Him. Right? Use your resource. Andrew ministry. Use what God's given you. Some of you, God's given the gift of gab. If he has, he gave me that. I have to be careful. And I get talking sometimes. You know, I just get talking. I get loud. My wife said, when the restaurant sometimes, you know everybody in here, you right? Your voice carries. She says, nice way of saying, you're too loud. But I want to say this to you. God's given me that gift of my life. It's a resource. Maybe not in a restaurant, but at least in a pulpit or preaching or talking to someone. God's given it. And if God calls you, Brother John, or if God calls you to preach, Brother Russell, He gives you a resource to do that. He gives you the ability to do that. But every single one of us in here have a resource we could use for God if we just use it. Andrew was nothing different than you. He's no special different than you. He's just a guy that got right with God and saved and trusted the Lord. And God used his life. And God can use you 
as well. Or you can sit on the seat and do nothing until Jesus comes. And then one day stand before him and have nothing to offer. I'm going to tell you, that, that, that would be sad to me. Is stand before the Lord and have nothing to offer. I've done anything for God. Uh, you know, I haven't done enough. But I want to make sure I've done something. Brother Michael, you have no idea you miss Gabrielle. And, and we were talking about you this morning. And Brother Scott, and Brother Scott's little family is on the bus with him today, Miss Heather. And, and his little boy there on the bus with him today. And, and then you think about Miss Janet. And I know she's, bless her heart, suffering in Aruba today. And they don't go that much. So I hope they have a good time. She gets back here and builds that bus up. But anyway, I, I, think, about, I think about, though, God's given them resources and abilities to do what they do. And I'm going to say this to you. God gives you resources. God gives you, you know why He does it? He does it for one simple reason. You, 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 I assume you have a pretty good personality. Do you feel, do you, do you, are y'all friends with her? Does she have a pretty good personality? I mean, she's always kind of bubbly and talking, personality, you know. Do you know that's a resource? She invites y'all to come to church. She didn't invite you. You ought to be ashamed. I was trying to use that. Y'all just blew my total Example. I had such a good example. And y'all just blew that. I want you to understand that the resources God's given you. Brother Kenny Cress. I don't know if anybody enjoys driving the bus more than Brother Kenny does when he drives it for us. I assume he still does. He doesn't complain about it to me. And Miss Chrissy, I doubt he complains to you, but I don't want to do that. Matter of fact, he's one of the first ones to say, man, you need a driver. I'll drive today. I'll do what I can. I'll help out. Is he subbing? Is that right, Brother Dermot? He's subbing in for us. because That's simply because one of the routes we combine and we close off. I think about Miss Susan, some others in here that sub and work on those routes and do those things. It's just resources. I mean, there's some of you. I would not let Miss Wendy drive a bus. I mean, I wouldn't. Miss Wendy drove a bus. There'd be a shortage of mailboxes. There'd be a shortage of, I mean, it'd be bad. Why? That, that's not a resource. Right? But I'm telling you, I want you to understand. The Andrew ministry says, I'm going to go reach a relative. This is the Messiah. The Andrew ministry says, I got some resources here I can give to God that God can use. Brother Seth took me to heart. The other night I was talking about, praise God, you preachers wanted to help build this church. I'll give you a Sunday school class and let you help build a church. Now here's how I'm going to do it, Brother Seth, and I will do it, but here's how I'll do it. I'm going to give you one family. You can't get nobody from another class in the entire church. That entire class has to be built with new people. New people brought into Calvary. I give one family. You, I, you can get you one couple to help you out, and that's it. Say, preacher, how's it going? He's going to go out and bring people in. What's he going to use? Resources. Right? He's getting married this weekend. He's going to tell his wife, you can go out there and visit all day while I'm working. Amen? Resources. Brother James has a resource God's given him. Wouldn't it be a shame for a young man this talented to do nothing? Right? Brother Woolley's back there has a resource. <laughs> but I'll tell you, Miss Tanya, Wednesday nights ain't a whole lot different Sunday mornings sometimes. Say, well, that's the church kids, I know. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's, that's the church kids. But Miss Tanya has a resource. If you put me back there, I'd be on Xanax in two weeks. I mean, it'd be tough. But understand, God gives you that. Brother Kimmer, be ashamed. God gave you a resource to work with young people and you didn't do it. The Andrew ministry. 
Is anybody listening to say amen? amen? I believe you are. Number one, Andrew brought a relative. Number two, Andrew brought a resource. John chapter 12, please. John chapter 12. Boy, I tell you what, I like this one. Lord God, give us some Andrews that will do this. Look in John chapter 12, verse number 21. I mean, I just want to just, hallelujah. Look at this. The same came forth therefore to Philip, which was of a city of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Now watch this now. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and Andrew, again, Andrew and Philip, look at the next two words, tell Jesus. Now it's one thing for Philip or for Andrew to tell his brother Simon. It's one thing for Andrew to bring those loaves and fish. But now he's going to talk to Jesus for somebody else. That's good right there even if I am preaching it. Praise God, I didn't get this to nobody else, hallelujah. Every now and then, it's fresh bread from the oven. Andrew brought a relative. Andrew brought a resource. But thirdly, Andrew brought a report. He brought a report. I want to ask you a question. How much reporting do you do for the Lord? Now, I didn't say how much reporting do you do on Facebook. I didn't say how much reporting do you do in the gossip hour. I'm amazed how quickly people can give a report. (laughs) Do you report it to God when someone has a spiritual need? When's the last time you talked to the Lord about somebody's need? Spiritually. When's the last time you prayed for somebody? That's Andrew ministry. People come to me all the time. Well, preacher, what can I do for God? Everybody in this building can pray for somebody. Amen. You can pray. You can pray. Right? We got a few families right now. Got a few families right now that are going through some difficult things. They're not church related. They're, they're in their own family related, but going through some hard times. We can pray. We can seek God. Some of you, Brother Matt and Miss Megan going through a tough time. Some of you could pray for them. Call their name out to God. Ask God to help them. Sweet people. Sweet people. Some of you could pray for Brother Seth, Miss Adrian. Brother Seth's called to preach. What is their future going to be like? What what is God going to use them? Some of us could pray for those like mentioned Miss Heather this morning, mentioned about this gentleman Dale that had this aneurysm and, and things are so touchy for that family and, and, and we could pray for them. We could pray for Brother Michael, Miss Gabrielle, they run a bus route. We could pray for those guys like Brother John that have that testimony to use. That's Andrew ministry. Andrew went, Brother Heath, and told Jesus. He went and told Jesus. Are you listening? He went and told Jesus. When's the last time you went and told Jesus? When's the last time you prayed for somebody who had a spiritual need? When's the last time you prayed for somebody? Not prayed at them, but prayed for them. When's the last time you prayed for your pastor? I have people everywhere 
that text me and say, Preacher, I'm praying for you that I don't even know. Nobody I'd rather pray for me than the people that are here in this church every week. I'm glad everybody prays, but I need your prayers. I do. Sometimes we fight hell by the acre in our own self, our own battles. Just need prayer. I need prayer. Listen, when's the last time you prayed for somebody? I mean broken over them, praying over them. God told see an empty seat where somebody used to sit. And that's, there's plenty of, I know this place gets full. This, this morning blows my mind because the way Miss Wiener Brother Dermot had me believing, I wasn't even going to come home. I thought all of y'all were gone. People ask me how I feel about that. As long as they come back, I don't care. I'm glad. I think everybody needs to get away sometime. Every week I appreciate you not do. But I'd rather you be in Sunday school more than gone, but I'm glad people get away. If y'all don't get away, y'all not going to be happy. Y'all going to be miserable and got to go to work and do that job. So you need to get away every now and then. But I'm going to tell you this. Listen to me. The Andrew ministry says, she's sleeping really good, ain't she? The Andrew ministry says, the Andrew ministry says, I'm going to bring a relative to Christ. The Andrew ministry says, I'm going to bring the resources God's given me. What can I do for God? The Andrew ministry says, not only those things, but the Andrew ministry lets us understand in our heart that we got something we can bring to the Lord. When's the last time you prayed for somebody's spiritual need? When's the last time we prayed for someone who has an emotional need? Man, do people have emotional needs. That's the truth, isn't it? Somebody say amen. I've never seen the likes of the people that go through emotional nerves, emotional needs. Sometimes we can pray for people who have physical needs. Anybody know anybody that just needs prayer? That's the Andrew ministry. You know why so many churches do absolutely nothing? Nobody has an Andrew. Having that guy's name on the marquee. We have letterheads with names on it. We talk about how many years our church has been in the neighborhood. Right, Brother Seth? We have a fundamental form of godliness denying the power thereof. But what about vision? What about an Andrew ministry? What about getting broken over giving somebody to Christ? Stand to your feet this morning. Would you look here at me just a moment? I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. It's a sobering message. Here's a question I want to ask you. Would you be an Andrew? Do you believe Andrew was a supernatural guy that had a supernatural ability? He wasn't Superman, Batman. They are just fairy tales. He was just a guy that met Jesus, changed his life, so he wasn't told a relative. He brought his resources to God, and he brought a report to Jesus. And he said, Lord, they need some help. 
I told them about you. Amen. While Brother James is singing our invitation, while Miss Wendy's playing, I wonder if anybody wants to join the Andrew ministry this morning at Calvary Baptist Church. Brother James, y'all take the music if you would. I've ever pastored as a lady. You know who I'm talking about. Got a heart for it. Got a burden for it. softly there. You know, Brother John White, I was thinking that'd be a good little heading for something, wouldn't it? Calvary Baptist Church, home of the Andrew ministry. We might have to work on something with that. I was thinking about that in my office. I wish churches and I get to preaching a lot of them. I'm thankful for them. But I wish churches would realize you don't have to wait for church on the other side of town to have a split to grow. That's not growing, that's swelling. The way to build a church is to rescue the perishing. It's to go reach people. It's to get them and bring them to Christ. That's the way you build a church. Amen. And I'll say this today, for every Andrew this church has, whether that be male or female, for every one of you, 
I want to thank you for what you do to bring people to Christ. Because I got news for you. When it's all said and done with that and you stand before your Savior, the one thing he'll be most, I'm terrible English, but most glad about is the fact that you brought somebody to him. Amen. You brought somebody to him. Hallelujah. I appreciate Andrew's a piano. You thought about this today? We have a tremendous piano player, Miss Amy. She's out of town with her family today. They're on vacation, I think. Miss Abby's played the piano. Miss Wendy's played the piano. I could probably get three or four. God's got some, God's given me some Andrews. I preach in churches sometimes that have to play a soundtrack of a piano. Because they don't have anybody to play. I don't know how many people tried to do it for years. I've been to two churches that didn't have piano. Plus somebody went and took lessons just to learn how to pick out amazing grace one note at a time so they can have somebody to do a piano. Andrew Wendy. Amen. God's been good to us at CBC. Say amen. amen. God's blessed us. God's blessed us. Every usher, Brother Mike, every greeter, every door worker, every sample. That's Andrew ministry. That's, that's getting somebody to Christ. Every time one of you ladies work in a nursery and you leave going, I'm going to go and I'm going to put my head underneath water and I'm never pulling it out. But yet that mama that day came and heard the gospel. I'm not talking about some old rowdy youngin that the parents don't make mine. Take it back to them. I'm talking about somebody that needs Christ. Amen. 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 But I want Brother Dow to dismiss us in prayer. And uh, you pray for him. He's one of our busy men in the church. He travels so much for the company he's with every week. You pray for him. Lord, to keep him safe. Heavenly Father, it's been good to be in your house this morning, Lord. We thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the message you put on our uh, preacher's heart this morning, Lord. That, that message was for each and every one of us. To much as, uh, that is given, much is expected, Lord. And you've given each, one, each and every one of us resources, Lord, to, uh, to touch others and to bring others to you. Pray, Lord, that, uh, that this message just sits in each of our hearts today, Lord, and through the week. And, Lord, that we take that uh, out in this world, Lord, and bring our friends, our family, our colleagues, and others to you, Lord. That's what it's all about. Watch over us, Lord. Bring us back safely tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.